is so many sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. We are all still the same people. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. We're going to have I'm fun. Edgar. I think we're going to have fun on the show today. Um, you know, we've been doing, David mentioned this last, or I don't know. You know, I always want to say last time. I don't even remember when it was. <laughs> but David had mentioned one point this year, man, we've done a lot of heavy movies this to start the season. Yeah. Um, He's not wrong. We have. No, we've done we, a lot of heavy movies. We've done some heavy movies. You know, we started out with with the little things and, and Judas and the Black Messiah. So, and those are two heavy mm-hmm. movies. So this uh, episode, we're going to talk about something light and fun. And um, well, those are the good. Those are good enough words. We're talking about Tom and Jerry. Um, <laughs> Warner Brothers new live action Tom and Jerry movie. Starring, Is it live action? Well, yes, it's partly live. Yes. It's mostly live action. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Directed by Tim Story, who I've never heard of. Anyone heard of Tim Story? No, he was no, the pigeon too, right? Twice. I don't know. I think he I think he played the pigeon. Um and then of course the movie stars uh Chloe Grace Moretz, Michael Pena, Ken Jong, Rob Delaney, and in a surprise to me, Colin Jost. Yeah, surprise. I called <laughs> I him like, I called Colin him Colin is Scott. I called him the A-list. No, I was expecting that, but I thought it was really funny. I said he was the A-list celebrity cameo that they could afford. Yeah. Well, you know, he didn't even have a he 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 had a real role in the movie. He wasn't even a he did. He acted. It was it was cool. So <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm looking up Tim Story's filmography. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he directed Barbershop. I've seen that movie. Okay. Okay. He, dire- he directed. Both Fantastic Four movies. Oh, that's not good. Oh, no. Uh, he directed Taxi with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, that's not good either. Is that the one with Queen Latifah, though? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he could do worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a bunch of a bunch of music videos in the late na- in late nineties and early two thousands. Okay. Um, he did. Yeah, um, Ride Along Two, and his last big and his last big movie was the remake, the remake of the remake of Shaft. So wow, along with three generations of Shaft. Yeah. Tim Story has a storied history mm-hmm. in film. Not well, not well <laughs> storied. So you know Tom and Jerry. You love Tom and Jerry. They've been around for decades. Tom the cat, Jerry the mouse. They fight. Sometimes they're friends, but mostly they fight. Yeah. Um, the basic gist of the movie is Chloe Grace Moretz kind of, she, she play her character's name is Kayla. She uh, is a bit of a trickster young woman. She um, basically steals the identity of this very qualified British woman who is applying for a job at a very fancy hotel in New York City. She gets the job to um, help plan this extravagant wedding um, for Colin Jost and and his wife, who appear to be just famous influencers, I think. Yeah, I think so. They don't seem to be actors or anything big. And 
Tom and Jerry have also moved into the hotel and are up to no good. So, bum, bum, bum. to start things out, upon starting the movie on HBO Max, I almost immediately pulled out my phone and opened Twitter to tweet to everyone I who follows me that everyone must know that this movie begins with a cartoon bird rapping a tribe called Quest. And if you're still on board, <laughs> then this, maybe this movie's for you. But I is like, I gotta tell people right now, this is immediately what happens. The first words are a bird singing a tribe called Quest. Yeah, I weirdly liked it. I didn't, I didn't have, have a problem, problem with it. It, it didn't make, like, no. didn't really make any sense. Didn't, don't, don't know why it was there, but. No, uh, it was pointless. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't mad at it. I'm not gonna lie. I enjoyed it. Uh, it was fun. I will say that like the, the one thing that I liked in this entire movie was the soundtrack. They have good music. I don't even remember other songs besides. Well, that. well, like the soundtrack, the, the soundtrack was like it was very, it was very like. Are you talking about the score? Are you talking about the score? No, no, no. I'm I'm just talking about like they're they're using like a bunch of hip hop. It was very hip hop driven. Yeah. There's a lot of hip hop in this. Some of it, like the songs were good. I feel like some of it was like, I feel like out of place. Yeah, maybe. I, I could be wrong. I don't know. I, listen, with a, with a movie like this, when you have animated animals and, you, and, and which I liked, I liked it. I thought the animation looked really good. Um, whether, no matter what animal it was, I thought the, I thought the animation looked really good. Um, but you, you give yourself up to so much obscure, like obscure, like whatever. Okay, you're going to throw in a hip-hop song from time to time, whatever. You're a bunch of cartoons. Math. Yeah. There's some things that I just have to throw away because of the absurdity that is this world. I think I would have to praise the animation the most because they were, they were 3D characters, but they were created so well that they kept the, that 2D appearance of the original Tom and Jerry. Um, they weren't mm -hmm. realistic looking animals. They looked very much like cartoons that fit in a 3D world and that was kind of neat. Um, yeah. And I liked that all animals were animated. Uh, there were no real animals, um, I don't think. I think they were all, and, and, mm -hmm. and that was just accepted. That's part of the world. Um, I was kind of thinking going in, this was gonna be a thing where like Tom and Jerry were the only animated animals and it was just going to be weird, but no, no, we, we just accept that all animals are cartoons. Some of them talk, some of them don't. And that's not weird. No, they, all right, yeah. that's cool. I've, I've kind of felt like this was a crossover with like who framed Roger rabbit where like Toontown yeah. Toontown is like, is like somewhere in the world and still thriving Ooh. and Tom and Jerry just are still around. Yeah. And they've made their way to New York City along with a, along with a bunch of other tunes. Yeah, not every movie that tries to put animation in the real world can pull it off. Mm -hmm. And I thought the animation did that here. Um, now it's like, no, nah, it's obviously not even the same ballpark good as <laughs> Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Um, no. But you know, I think it might be significantly better than Looney Tunes back in action. <laughs> yeah that's like my bar what is it what worst oh what about space jam oh space jam's good space jam 
Space Jam is Space Jam has, better than this movie. Yeah, Space mm-hmm. Jam has it's like by like a ton. I would agree. Yeah, because Space Jam is like it's mostly nostalgia fuel. Yeah, like, you can watch it and you can be like, "This is fun and I enjoy this," but like, it's not great. <laughs> you know, same for this. I felt like. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I feel like more people would know Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and all the other yeah. Looney Tunes, yeah. Yeah. other than other than Tom and Jerry. Like, if you if you told like a like a ten year old who Tom and Jerry is, they'd be like, "Who?" I don't know. That's an interesting experiment. I think I do. I am. I can't comment one way or another. I mean, you do. Does your you have a nephew? Does your nephew know who Tom and Jerry is? I don't know, but probably not. Get him on the phone. Ask. Call him now. (laughs) Special guest. Well, see now it's tricky. No, but next time you see him, ask him. Well, I mean, he probably does now because of the movie. He might say that he saw the commercials and now he does know. Yeah. Yeah. But it fits into this. Is this is a my big question that I always think about. Um, when you when you when a kid is eating a box of fruity pebbles, do they know who the Flintstones are, are or are they just the cereal people to them? Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. that's a good question. Yeah, because the Flintstones hasn't had like a current or ongoing version of a show in a very long time. You know, they're mm. not constantly reinventing the Flintstones like they are with Scooby Doo or Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I always wonder. Uh, do kids just think that they're the serial people? And now, now we that have, is a very good question. Now we have a similar question for Tom and Jerry. Facebook, Instagram poll, market. I just assume. Greg, mark this. Greg, mark this part so we can put it on social media later. I just assume that they've all seen the movie from 1993. No, they haven't. Okay, so you guys, you you, you guys have talked about the other movie. Uh, I haven't seen the other movies. Josh, you've mentioned that they talk in the other movies and, and that you think that was a downfall of this movie is that Tom and Jerry didn't talk, so they yeah. felt like side characters. In Tom and Jerry the movie, which yep. is a fully animated movie from 1992, Tom and Jerry speak. Um, I mean, Tom is voiced by Richard Kind in that movie. Um, and it helps make the movie about them. You know, it's one thing for the Tom and Jerry shorts to be able to pretty easily maintain a, a good structure of a film because a lot of animated shorts started out with no words anyway, you know? So when you're the only two characters, for the most part, you can carry a story without speaking. In this movie though, when Tom and Jerry don't speak, but some animals like Brutus do, it kind of puts them off to the side and it, it really felt like Tom and Jerry as characters were supporting cast to Chloe Grace Moretz, who was kind of the real center point of the movie. It was her story about this whole wedding and hotel trickery and and trying to stop Tom and Jerry. And Tom and Jerry were just in the way until they weren't. But even then, they were doing it to help her. So I thought it kind of didn't it was it was not quite a Tom and Jerry movie in the sense that they're the main characters. I wonder and and because I can't speak to the other movies, so I don't know how they're set up, but I wonder if that's not a smart idea. Um, because how in I wonder in this day and age if you make a Tom and Jerry movie, because then you do run into a situation of, yeah, you might kids may not know and be overly familiar with Tom and Jerry. 
Um, so if you make it about this cat and mouse, maybe it's like doesn't necessarily connect, but if you kind of put them as goofy side characters, maybe that can set them up for something more in the future. Cause I feel like it would be, I don't know. All, all I ever really remember of Tom and Jerry is just them fighting. Um, and so I don't know how a Tom and Jerry focused movie could hold an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, It'd be like, a, it would be like watching Roadrunner and Coyote, Wile E. Coyote for the same amount of time. Yeah. You definitely need, you definitely need something to like fill the void because you know, it'd be like, it'd be like a silent movie for a half, an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, that's, which, which is probably where the, the musical element comes in, especially on this one. And I don't remember the 1992 movie very well. I have seen it, but I think I only saw it once. And I was like... Do you remember much about it, Josh? Because they, they're the center of characters around that one, I would assume. So I wonder how that movie would compare to, to something like this. Just to see what they did story-wise. I don't remember... Um, I don't remember that much. The only, the only thing I remember is New that, project. Yeah. The only thing I remember is that the house that they were in got destroyed. Mm. That's the only thing. Much I like the hotel. Well, like, I mean, like this, that like it completely destroyed, like it burned down the house. Mm. Interesting. Well, I'll have to check it out. I'm curious yeah. to right. see how it compares. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed Chloe Grace Moretz as well. I thought, she was very funny. Um, she was so awkwardly uncomfortable at times that I very much enjoyed because she was trying to be cool, but like you could tell she didn't. And she, I thought she was a really good con person. I thought uh, her little trick to get the job at the hotel was humorous. I thought Michael Pena was really funny. Um, I thought he and Chloe had some good back and forth that set them up quite well. Um, but the movie as a whole really struggled to keep my attention. Um, I was I was okay with it at the beginning. And then I got really interested when Colin Jost showed up weirdly. I think that just kind of sparked my attention as an unexpected thing. Um, and then that story kind of picked up from there and things seemed to be happening. And then it kind of died down again. And then I just didn't care and was like in it for the rest of the movie. So um, I think it's a solid kids movie. I think that it's enjoyable. Um, story doesn't hold up, but like, what do you expect from a kids movie? It's not about the. It's not about the story element. I think Josh, you said it. I think you said it best. It's will kids watch it multiple times and can parents tolerate it? Yeah, that's my rule for a kids movie. Um, if kids like it and parents don't hate it, it's a success in my book. And then if it if you can check those two boxes, you can go further at that point. But that's the bare minimum. And, you know, this movie didn't, like, piss me off. <laughs> it, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't annoying. It was, it was good enough that, like, if my nephew wanted to watch it, I'd be like, yeah, okay, that doesn't bother me. It's not popular. Sure. No. I would not turn this off were it on somewhere. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't choose it, but I wouldn't turn it off either. Yeah. I thought, though, that Michael Pena was not as funny as I thought he could be. Sure. He was very dry in a almost boring way to me, knowing how 
how uh, over the top he can be. So I mm-hmm. wish he could have gotten that over the topness because he is really the villain to to Chloe's character. And yeah. it never really felt like a strong rivalry. And I wish it were. Yeah, I agree. I think that he had to, you know, they could have gone one to two ways with it. And I think the world they created, he um, was the best villain because, or I don't know, he was very subdued. He could have been very snidely whiplashy if they wanted it to be, where it was just ridiculously over the top. Yeah, but I think that, that putting... Much. No, but I think that that's what he would have had to have been too, because there's so many things that are over the top. Tom and Jerry over the top, Ken Jong over the top, Colin Jost and everything he's pulling with the wedding over the top. Like he would have to do something to stand out. And it is, I do feel like he's subdued. I think that he's very reserved, but I think that he does the best with what he can. And it's always just nice to see Michael Payne. He's just always very funny, but he definitely can do more and has been in funnier roles. Yeah. Um, so he's, he does seem very, reserved here yeah he's great in it man yeah exactly and that's what i'm saying like i know he's capable of doing a bigger character and i wish he could have gotten the chance yeah just because i know he can i'm Mm -hmm. sure it wasn't his choice i i I do also really like that tom and jerry are i i think they're pretty true to their original characters they didn't change them up a lot which is good, and I think that's going to be something that uh, parents and uh, and adults who are fans of the original series will enjoy. They're very mm-hmm. slapstick. Um, in that, you know, they've Tom and Jerry have always had that same kind of uh, Wiley Coyote run Roadrunner dynamic, um, where <laughs> Tom is always trying to come up with clever ways to catch Jerry, and Jerry just destroys him at all <laughs> times. Um, yep. I'm immediately thinking of, I, I got a good laugh out of Jerry sending Tom through the piano at the end. Um, which mm. is funny. That's just funny yeah. slapstick. And that's yeah. what Tom and Jerry's good at. They're good at making, making the kids laugh by hurting each other. Yeah, and I think by leaving them the same as far as looks go is a, is a smart strategy. Because, you know, you can, t- you can try to change them up, but again, they may not be as well-known as some of these other characters. I don't remember the last revitalization of Tom and Jerry. Uh, I know there have been some, but I don't remember when. Well, and can uh, you imagine, like, the nightmare fuel it would have been if they did what some animated movies do and try to make the animals look realistic? Oh, yeah. yeah. If we had a realistic cat and mouse, it would have been mm. just gross and weird. It would have. It would have been weird, and... It, no, and I think that this is a good opportunity for, you know, parents, grandparents, whomever, you know, again, obviously you can't really do that right now. Yeah. Um, but I think that if this movie come out in a different time, it was a really good opportunity for like generations of people to watch it together. Maybe they still can in some way, shape or form, but well, and nice family gathering post-vaccine. Do y'all remember the, the live action underdog movie from several years ago with Jason Lee? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never saw it, but I do remember that was a thing. I love Underdog, the cartoon. Love him. Used to watch Underdog all the time as a kid. But the movie, they made him look like a real dog, and that's not acceptable. (laughs) If they had just made him look like cartoon um, Underdog, I think it would have been so much better. But they put a real beagle in, like, well, not a real beagle, but you know what I mean. A realistic looking beagle in an Underdog costume. And no, no likey. You know, like, no, it's weird. 
Um, I think that's Tom and Jerry. I don't think. I have I have one more okay. that I I want to bring up that I thought was very funny, and I just wanted to see if you guys picked up on it. Um, Droopy Drawers makes an appearance in this movie. Do you guys know who Droopy Drawers is? Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if I remember seeing him in the movie though. Okay. Yeah. So Droopy Drawers is a he's a dog. He yeah. Hello here. Oh, Droopy the dog. Oh man, I must have missed that. He was he was at the pound when Tom and Jerry were arrested and taken to the pound in a Hannibal Lecter mask. And he just said, hello. And it was really, really funny. And if you missed it, you should go watch it because it was very funny. All right. Okay. I mean, I'd watch it again. Maybe in the background. Well, you don't have to watch the whole movie, but if you just want it's I don't remember where what part it is, but if I mean it's just a subtle little Easter egg, and if you know who Drooper George is, it was it was very funny to see him in that color. Okay, okay. Cool, 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 cool. So that's Tom and Jerry. Um it came out in theaters and on HBO Max same day. As with um all of these dual releases for Warner Brothers. Um, the movie stays on HBO Max for a month before leaving and remaining a theatrical exclusive until it leaves theaters and comes back. So um, catch it wherever you can, wherever it's available when you want to watch it. Um, yeah. You know, if it's not on HBO Max still, it will, it will certainly come back. And if you're in a place where... Um, you feel you you feel comfortable and can safely see movies in theaters. Maybe check it out there if you'd like. Um, kids' movies are doing well in the box office. David's not here to uh, to go through his box office spiel, and I don't really have one prepared. But um, I will say that that of the pandemic released movies, the kids' movies are doing well, um, which surprises me, just because I didn't expect like families to to go out in groups with the kids but i mean the crew well i think oh i yeah. thought oh my god your, your voice sounded like david for a minute there and i thought he just like jumped in somehow and i was like what <laughs> is happening surprise um, no i think i think the kids a lot of kids you know are out of school um their school's not open and i think that you know if parents are vaccinated or if they feel comfortable then they're like take my kid to the movie and, and that's what's out so maybe that's maybe that's the situation they're just trying to find something to do for the kids and they know that kids are let's set i mean who knows i'm speculating but yeah i mean tom and jerry opened with 14.1 million dollars its opening weekend which is the second best opening weekend of the entire pandemic uh, behind wonder woman 84 so Oh. It had a pretty good opening, considering the circumstances. Uh, like I was yeah. saying earlier, The Croods has been like in the top one to two movies each weekend since it came out, and it's available on streaming. So people are going out to see the kids' movies. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, so let's play our letterbox game, right? Yep. Isn't it Andrew in charge? It is me. Okay. And I, I've had it pulled up. Uh, I will say that the review 
reviews are not kind. Yeah, I expected that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. Where do you all sit? Who who has the highest score? Oh, I don't know. That's David's job. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't well, know. Oh man. Who it is? I've won once. Josh, have you won once or twice? I think I've won once. Okay. But oh I don't my remember. God, we're all tied. No. Well. Whatever. I uh, pick two point five. You pick what? Two point five. Two point five. Oh my God. Well, I mean, I was gonna go two point three. Okay. Okay. So I will. So, would you like me to read a couple of these reviews, or shall we just get you do it however you want? You want to leave this in suspense? I definitely want to hear a couple, um, but whatever order, I don't care. (laughs) Well, so far, the best review I've seen is a person by Silent Dawn. Silent Dawn. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's on it's it's only two stars uh it's honestly incredible how dedicated this movie is and but and by that i mean completely ignoring the promise of its premise all you need to do is is to put these two characters in a hotel with a bunch of pots and pans and sharp objects and you have a 90 minute classic but the film consistently goes out of its way to try something different and worse with horrible results just watch the original shorts or if you want a fun hybrid of live action and animation watch Looney tunes back in action okay um, Look, we were extra kind to Tom and Jerry. I know, yeah. I get it. Yeah, but it wasn't sure. that bad. <laughs> like no. it, it's not that big of a train wreck. Like we no. could have destroyed it if we wanted to, but what's the point? I, I, I did see. You this have movie. to know what you're getting into, friends. It's a kids' movie. It's not meant to be a cinematic masterpiece. It's not meant to. I don't know. It's meant to give you a little bit of nostalgia with Tom and Jerry and a kid movie. Sorry, Silent yeah. Don. Uh, no offense. Yeah, with all due respect. Follow us on Letterboxd. One reviewer said, uh, uh, he said, it's 2000s The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle mixed with, mixed with Dunstan Checks In, and it stars my favorite animated cat and mouse. How could I not love it? Aww. That's a good review? That's It, it has no stars, so I'm going <laughs> to say it's a good review. Rocky and Bullwinkle, bad. Yes. Dunstan checks in. Masterpiece. Yes. And Tom and Jerry falls somewhere. And in Tom and Jerry are really good. <laughs> so okay. I mean, I was okay. I, knew, I was out at Rocky and Bullwinkle, but I'm back in at Dunstan checks in. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So, uh, Josh, you had two point five. Garrett, you had two point three. Yep. I did. Okay. The winner. For this week is Garrett. Really? It's that low? It's actually like he is higher than that. It's actually. No. 2. It's 2.0. It's 2. Oh. What? 2.0. Oh, good. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not good. Hmm. Well, nobody was kind to this. And this is out of uh, 13,000 people have watched this. So. Okay. Okay. So for my personal rating scale, I'm stuck and maybe you guys can help me. Cause I'm looking at my, the way that I have it on my, on my letterbox account and two and a half is an okay movie. I feel like this movie is okay. It can't be two, but I also feel like two and a half is a little high. 
I was disappointed. I was not disappointed in this movie. This movie delivered exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. But one and a half, I feel like, is low, but that's why I label it, like, enjoyable but not good. And that's what it is. But, like, it's better than that. So I think I'm going to go, I think I'll, I, I don't know. I think I'll do two and a half, I guess. It's a very generous two and a half. Just know that I'm being very generous because this movie is perfectly fine. Don't expect more than fine. I'm going to give it a two. Oh my gosh, you guys are going to make me give it the highest score? Okay. Uh, I'm giving it a three, which on my scale is good, and it is a good. <laughs> I think. I think. I don't know. I probably lost my cred, but I don't have much to begin with. <laughs> um, I will say, though, during while you guys were talking, I, I needed to double check just to just to just for some sanity's sake how this movie did over at our old friends at Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. Critics gave uh, it's got twenty five percent. Critics have given this a negative, Wolf. but audiences eighty five percent of audiences have given it a positive review. Okay, okay, so, that you know honestly that's fair. Audience, that's fine. Mainstream audiences like it a bit more. Then Letterboxd yeah. audience. Stuff. I'm somewhere in between those two. It's not 25% bad. You're it's not 85% like good. 85? No, it's somewhere in the middle. That's a big middle. It's a big gap. Probably closer towards the 25, but that's okay. Um, wow. Okay. Well, I'm just glad to know that some people enjoyed it. Because <laughs> it's... I very much enjoyed it. It's really not the worst thing in the world. It's not a 2.0. It's not. I don't know. I feel fair with the 2.0. I'm okay with that. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, so we got to, oh yeah, I got to do the math. I forgot. It's going to, I mean, we have such a wide scale. It's going to be somewhere in the middle. I'm so oh, excited. Wait, I'm, glad to, I'm just glad I don't have to do the math. Here we go. No, I'm still doing it wrong. We had a two, we had a two and a half, and we had my three. Divide that by three. You get a dead even two and a half. Wow. How about that? So, okay. Which was yeah. also our score for, for the little things, our season premiere. Wow. Do you all agree? Honestly, I'd rather watch Tom and Jerry. I would too. I yeah. Would. Without question. I feel like Tom and Jerry makes more sense. Yeah. And, and is a little bit more entertaining. A lot more relaxing. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that uh, wraps up this episode. <clears throat> Be sure to find us online, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I always forget to add TikTok, which, you know, I know we're not very active on there, but we're probably more we're, or just as active on there as we are on Twitter. And I say that every week. So that's true. If you yeah. want the real deal, the real goods, the content, that's that's you're going to have to go to Instagram for that. That's where the best stuff is. Oh, yeah. Find a plus right there on all those places. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Share this video with your friends who are Tom and Jerry stands or want to be, or I don't know, or who hate it. I don't know. Share it with <laughs> Then um, be sure to check out the podcast version if you're not into that game yet. We're on all the apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Soundstooth, and uh, everything else. All right. Like and subscribe. We'll see you all, all right. next time. Bye now. Bye-bye.